Hi guys, welcome back to a Niners Purpose Podcast. This is episode 22. I'm glad you guys could join us. And uh, I'm Nathan. What's up, it's Tanner. What's up, it's Duncan. And today, Duncan's got a quote for us. All right, so my quote is from Arthur Golden and states, Adversity is like a strong wind. It tears away from us all but the things that cannot be torn so that we see ourselves as we really are. I decided to choose this quote because Lynn is coming up um, for the Christian season, and usually that that is a point in time where we basically attempt to make things harder on us than they have to be, in which you usually give something up or you add something on. Um, but this like sentiment also like transcends other religions as well. Um, even a lot of secular um, type of institutions kind of require you to give something up a certain part of the year or whatever else. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, we've also spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about adding things. Um, we've talked a lot on this podcast about building up. And so I think that it's about time that we also talk about stripping away some things and what that can do to kind of help us figure out what we want to do in life. Some forced adversity mm -hmm. right there. Uh, trying to make things harder for yourself because then it's easier to grow with less uh, struggles. It's definitely like, um, I know Marcus Aurelius talks about it in meditations, you know, just giving your life some, some sort of obstacle mm -hmm. to get over. So that way when that obstacle is gone, everything seems so much better, you know. When you go through a period of uh, like really, really bad hardship, the normal after that just seems splendid yeah great excellent like you just make life better at the standard by you know temporarily putting some harder things on top of your plate i definitely think that the time that you have the most growth is when you have nothing or when after you're going through a hardship because just based on like my personal experience if i'm going through like a a really tough time like you know there's there's a difference between a tough time and just like you know, a, a terrible, like, down to the ground, everything you have built. Um, I've had that experience where, where you have nothing, it's easy to build more, mm -hmm. you know. And so once you've had that breakdown, it's so much easier, I guess, just for me, I don't know if it is for other people, to go and start a new habit or try to start a new thing. Because it, it really does break you down to your core, where I think it's much easier to try something because like I got to do something else besides like just floating around. Yeah. Like getting torn down, you know, so that you can build back up is definitely kind of, it's not even only just a human thing. It's a nature thing too. Mm -hmm. Like um, wildfires are necessary to basically make sure that a forest is strong and um, mm -hmm. has new life and all the trees aren't basically old as dirt. And I, and there's other aspects of that too. You know, we constantly look at history and some of the most prosperous times for um, humanity and culture is like right after a war or right after a famine. Mm -hmm. And it's because they had to fix a lot of things and start a lot of new things because what the old things uh, that were going on, they just weren't working. And so, and you know, you think of all the technological advancement that came out of the cold war, that was a very stressful time for everyone. And we're benefiting from so much of that today. You've got toothpaste of all things yeah. that Aerosol. won't kill us, you know? Um, but along with that, you know, I think that's something else that we can focus on is maybe not waiting mm -hmm. to experience something that is truly devastating in order to change. Yeah. And so I think that that's part of the reason why, you know, so many people around the world kind of have practices of self-restriction. Mm -hmm. Um 
personally for my 40 days of Lent, I'm going to be removing um, sugars, uh, excess spices. So no, no adding salt, no adding pepper and um, just that type of thing. And so my food is going to be a little blander, hmm. but also I, the way I view it is almost like it's how it was intended to be served. Um, I'm also removing hamburgers and pizza because no, <laughs> no comfort food allowed for me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going on Sylvie's home style. Man, you're going to starve. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's kind of my goal. It's a spice reset. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely like that. Uh, don't wait for external adversity mm-hmm. to challenge yourself. Um, internal adversity is good sometimes. You definitely want to give yourself some obstacles because if you just live your life plainly, you're going to experience some obstacles. And realistically, what's going to happen is that your idea of change is going to be just this horrible thing because the only thing that ever changes is bad things, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you give yourself these obstacles to come overcome, right? First of all, that's what a goal is. I mean, like it, when you break it down like that, goals pretty much are microscopic internal adversity to essentially propel you towards something a little bit faster than you would normally. And so progress, hitting these goals, all that stuff, that's internal adversity you create for yourself to give yourself better stepping blocks, to give yourself a blueprint, an outline, what you want to fulfill. Mm-hmm. One, one example I'd like to use for this is for anyone that's listening that's ever grown a plant inside and then taken it outside and tried to transplant it knows that the plant never, and I mean never, stands up straight. Because, <laughs> like, it's so used to there being no wind. Like, and then the moment wind comes, it's on the ground. It's de- and most times they'll die, too, because of the amount of excess sun they'll get, too. Mm-hmm. Like, You've literally, it's like over sheltering a child. And the moment <laughs> it goes outside, it, it gets sunburned, <laughs> comes running and screaming back inside. Because it scraped his Because you haven't prepared it for the outside world that is, yeah. you know, hardship and anguish. And so, you know, you really, you know, you want to be like a tree that grows outside. You want to, you know, build that foundation, build strong and build correctly as opposed to, uh, building quickly or, or not building, not changing, not growing at all. So. Yeah. Um, I read an article recently and I think that it's a great example of, you know, the necess- the necessity of adversity. Um, and it was talking about special needs kids. And in this article, it was interesting because it didn't identify special needs kids who needed more education because they were not doing well in class. Mm-hmm. It was the kids who were doing exceptionally well in class in like elementary and middle school, because what they found was that if you took these kids, right, who were making easy A's on all of their assignments, that was great until they couldn't. Because the thing is, is usually the reason why they were making easy A's were, were, was not because they were studying, is because their brain or their environment made it so that they didn't have to study that much. And those were the kids that they specifically targeted as like this banner of special needs. And so what would happen is eventually they'd hit a roadblock. They'd hit freshman year of high school, sophomore year of high school. They'd hit freshman year of college. (laughs) And all of a sudden, they'd have to study. And they would have no clue how to do it. They were fucked, right? (laughs) And so they they had two options. They either overcame this barrier or they collapsed. And the study 
from what I remember, was like some around 70% of kids collapsed Jeez. because they didn't know how to study and they had never encountered that type of struggle before. <laughs> and know. it's like for those of us who do have to study or know how to study, you know, we're like, what the heck are they doing? But think about it. If you've never had to study in your life, if you have never struggled on a quiz in your life, how are you going to like fix that yeah. in the time that you have to have? Because you've got to learn about how you learn yeah. specifically. I mean, chance are you got less than a week to figure it <laughs> yeah. out. So, uh, that applies to, so I like, think, most yeah. high schoolers. I, I, feel like, college. I feel like 90% of the people I know have either had that issue or are still suffering from that issue. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the amount of people I know that just like hit that roadblock in maybe late middle school, yeah. early high school, and then they just slump, you know? Mm. Those are the kids that are like, yeah, I was really good at math back in middle school. They and, still claim they're good at it. Yeah, and they still yeah. claim they're good at math, but then all of high school, they just assumed it was acceptable to have Ds across the board. <laughs> and I was like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. why would you not, I don't know, put forth a little bit of bonus effort, like really try to prove who you are, you to grow as a person, you know? Because that's, I mean, that's the only way you could... I mean, if you think about things in terms of like, how am I going to market myself to a job as an adult or figure out what I like to do if I don't learn, if I don't grow, if I don't become the person I want to become, you know, because you can't just life shouldn't be you sitting in the passenger seat, just watching what the hell comes flying by the window. You drive the car, drive it where you want to go. And so, you know, if if you're not doing that, you can't take this second like this third person view of your own life being a bystander in your own life you just you just watch shit happen like you're just completely just unaware like it's like all you are at that point is you're an amoeba you just react to stimuli <laughs> like like i know people like that yeah i mean you've met people like that they don't do anything <laughs> like you ask them what they did today they're like uh, like like, like even like normal talking to them, like mm-hmm. thinking you, you can hear their, their, you know, hit miss engine in there. Like it just, like it just yeah. completely like blows your mind that people could like hit such a roadblock of adversity mm-hmm. in real life that they just <laughs> completely quit. We're not making fun of no. any of you Venus flytraps out there, right? <laughs> but we're just saying you might want to. You might want to take this quote uh, personally and really, really focus on like, what's it like to have adversity if you haven't? Because Nathan's talked about like that self-imposed adversity. Mm-hmm. Like if there's extra credit in the class, you're like, no, it's fine. I got it. Do the extra credit. Do the extra work. Put in the extra studying hours. Then you make the better grade. You'll feel good about it. I promise. Yeah. And go like on the extra credit note, I've noticed like there the most times that I've done extra credit is when I don't need it as opposed to when I do need it, which is kind of a weird thing. But like, I feel a little bit more competent in the class once I've done the extra mm-hmm. credit. Like, I feel like I'm like, Oh, well, I know. And especially in college, I've noticed that a lot of the times when a teacher gives out extra credit, when you do that extra credit, a good chunk of what's going to be on the test is on that extra credit. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird, but it is the way it is. And I mean, I'm, I'm taking every leg I leg up i can get here so like well like even outside of grades right there are things that you should really either have experience in or have accomplished by a certain point in your life you know and if you've a lot of these things are uncomfortable you know to me one of those things is by the time you leave freshman year of college 
you should be able to know how to talk to someone about your feelings. Okay. And that, that, that means, you know, either talk to a friend about your personal struggles or tell someone how you feel about them in a, like either a romantic way or just however that comes across. But, you know, by the time you leave college, you need to be able to understand how to treat someone that you want to become your significant other. And those things don't just happen, you know, and those things can be incredibly, incredibly fucking uncomfortable, you know, horribly. <laughs> like, but the only way to overcome that uncomfortability is to do it and to understand how to do it and to understand how you feel. And you don't do those things if you constantly shrink from that adversity, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying you just go up to everyone that you like feel a little, a little bumble for and go, Hey, I like you. But like, cause that, that doesn't work either, but you have to understand that when there's genuine emotions there or something like that, that you do go up and you talk to them and understanding how to maintain relationships that way and get through it also helps you with the rest of your life. Right. Because there are going to be times where you have disagreements with people and then it's going to be really uncomfortable being in the same room as that person. Having uncomfortable conversations has led to like the most like, productive conversations i've ever had and i've learned i've had more and more of them as of recently and it, it just really helps bring things into light because the wishy-washy you know small talk conversations they don't really get anywhere they don't get to the point but having those uncomfortable conversations really i think is a type of adversity that brings you down to that bottom level where you could really analyze what's actually going on and how you're feeling yeah another thing is when you're observing adversity in other people's lives through those mm -hmm. like those hard conversations you're really able to learn as well without you know you're not going to learn as much as that person should or at least you might not but those are definitely beneficial into building your number one observation number two you're going to be able to understand how you would act in that situation and on top of that that comes with having adversity in the first place it's how much how much adversity did your parents let you be exposed to? How much did they shelter mm -hmm. you from this stuff? And so if they exposed you to enough of it, then what's going to happen is that as you grow up, you will, number one, become more introspective. First off, because you've got to be able to count on yourself to get you through tough shit, mm -hmm. right? The only person in this world that you have to trust 100% of the time should be yourself. And so... If you can't trust yourself, you've got a lot of work to get done. And you build that trust with yourself as you become an adult. And later on, by, I mean, even as what we talked about in the last episode, you know, that, that, that connection, those thoughts to words, to actions, all those things. When all combined together with the combination of adversity that you experienced as a child, and now growing up, and now you're introspective enough to understand who you are, you can not only deal with problems faster, but in more of a way that you would, you have your own unique way of interacting with things, which is your character that, you know, your outward appearance, your image to other people. Yeah. And I think also that, you know, let's say you don't have these uncomfortable conversations, right? The stuff that you'd converse about doesn't go away. <laughs> you know, half the time what's going to happen is you're going to go to bed and you're going to sit there for an hour thinking, and trying to figure out what's going on without actually talking to the person that like you have a problem with or without actually confronting and being productive about the issue, you know? And then also like, if you don't just talk to people about issues or things you don't understand, 
you're not going to develop. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be perfectly honest. The reason why I joined this podcast was not for the listeners. Fuck the listeners. I don't give a shit. I, I'm sorry, guys, but I don't give two shits about you. I joined this podcast for me. I'm a selfish individual. But, like, I joined the podcast so I could talk about purpose because right. I don't completely understand where mine is. Right. You know? And so, like, is does it make me uncomfortable sometimes? Yeah. But that's why I'm here to talk with you guys. Yeah. And then I get to re-listen to myself. Mm-hmm. you know 20 days later and be like what the fuck was i on <laughs> duncan's just kidding guys he didn't mean what he said I mean, well, about the being I mean, selfish that's true but i mean to an extent like this has probably been one of the really like most useful things in my weekly life is yeah. like being able to sit down and just kind of figure out how i feel on subjects which is why i really like the, the whole quote system we got mm-hmm. going on you know we're able to take an idea that someone else has had and really say, how do we apply this? What is it affecting our lives? How has it affected us before? Like, like I could pose the question, what adversity have you put on yourself in like, you know, the biggest one you've put on yourself the past five years that has made you grow the most personally? And let's also do an external one, you know? So like I could say for myself, the biggest external adversity I've had to overcome was a, you know, the end of a relationship last semester. Mm-hmm. That was hard. It, you know, it still is hard, but it, it's definitely helped me grow. Like, I feel like definitely before that relationship ended, I was a, you know, I was a big kid. Like, to be completely honest, I had, I had an issue with my temper. I had an issue with really being able to emotionally talk to people. And on top of that, I had some ideas that were kind of crazy. <laughs> so, you know, that external adversity forced me to grow up by myself yeah i know i'm crazy don't get but <laughs> you gotta point it out so what do you guys what do you guys think um i had a train of thought and i lost it and oh it's back so i think also that when we're looking at ad- adversity right you can be really creative with the adversity that you add to your life you know and i kind of discovered this at my crossfit gym where we talked about how could you vary a workout right and someone threw out music and I'm like, what the heck? How how would you how would you change a workout through the music? But if you take some music that you don't usually listen to, that that creates variance, and your brain sometimes gets a lot of motivation from the music you listen to. And so if you go from like hard rock to like classical, you know, there's probably some good classical music to to work out to, but it's going to hit different. <laughs> it's going to psychologically hit different. You know, another one that like kind of rocked my world was we can work out outside. You know, and you don't think about that, but the conditions are different and your body's not used to it. And so that's kind of can be applied to your day to day life. It's like, again, back to organization. Let's say organization is an issue for you and you want to add a challenge. Make the challenge. Keep a clean room. You know, that doesn't seem like a big challenge. But it really is. is. (laughs) It really is. Especially in our rooms and our dorm rooms. Dude. There's only so much cleaning up you can do. I find that when I'm in a small space, I, I keep things really clean. It's only when I, I have a lot of space that I have issues. But like that's that's kind of the thing is be creative about the adversity that you're you're kind of bringing into your life that you want to challenge yourself with. Because sometimes, you know, you can make yourself uncomfortable and not spend a lot of time actually having to work on doing it. And it's just as productive because the point is, you are getting used to the discomfort and learning either how to fix the discomfort or bear with it. 
so that when it is naturally added to your life, you can deal with it and you know how to. I think the the biggest adversity I face is definitely college because I've exponentially grown as a person since coming to college because it's such a, a big rush of events that happens because you go from, you know, goofing around senior year of high school to, oh my God, I'm living on myself by myself now, you know, not with your parents. You have to learn how to navigate new uh, social relationships and professional relationships with your teachers. But it's just an overwhelming amount of new interactions with different people, a new place, different and harder classes sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're just really fucking easy. But <laughs> a lot of times they're going to be harder, especially yeah. those major courses. And it's just a whole new way of life. And you have to respond to it in a positive way or you're just going to crash and burn. Um, but it, either way, it, it's so productive in how it allows you to grow with those new experiences. Yeah. Um, I'm, I just want to say that personally, my biggest adversity is kind of understanding that everything is temporary or understanding that most things are temporary. And then how I manage through that, you know, for me, like high school, I fucked it up. I made like barely any connections. I pushed most people away because I was like, I'm going to screw you guys in four years. You know, I'm out. Yeah. You know, and so college, I'm trying to fix that. And I feel like I've been doing better. Um, but yeah, so everyone has their own like biggest challenge in their life. And I think that being mindful of that also helps. Um, so I think that as we go out today and for the rest of the week, I challenge you guys to either understand the adversity that is most concerning you and work on dealing with it, work on fixing it, work on coping with it. Um, work on um, figuring stuff out or a, another option is maybe pick up Lent. Maybe just carve out something that you think that you can handle for 40 days and make yourself uncomfortable. Learn how you adapt to strenuous stigma and understand where you're at. You know, sometimes you might really surprise yourself, but until next time, I'm Duncan. See ya. See ya. See you guys.